was her only family. She had a cool house, and when you walked inside, it always smelled like she had just cooked something wonderful. Usually she offered you some, and of course, you could not refuse. The valuable that we were to collect was a stuffed rabbit. That had been her childhood companion. She had rubbed most of the fur off, so you could just barely tell it was a rabbit, just like the ones in storybooks, you know. Every 30 minutes, the news said Buford was closing in on us. It made you want to find a safe and get in it yourself. But Jennings was not worried about herself, only her rabbit. Dad invited her to stay with us during the storm, but she said her neighbor was coming over to stay with her. So we picked up the rabbit and took it to the store for safekeeping. Dad put all the valuables in a metal box, and then he put the box on a shelf inside the safe. He pushed the big heavy door closed and turned the combination to lock it. Now, Mr. Nasser kept his store open until the wind started kicking up, covering the sky with white, gray, and black moving clouds that looked like they were competing in a great marathon. This awesome but dreadful sky said Buford was knocking at the door. Chapter 2 A Stormy Night My parents and I stayed up all night. When the storm hit with full force, the power went out and with it all of the lights. Mom lit our hurricane lamps and lots of little candles. My parents were not afraid of storms. Sitting on the floor in the middle hallway of our house, we talked about funny things that had occurred in our family and our extended family. My dad could tell a story and make you laugh even if you didn't think it was funny. My sister May, with her pillow and blanket, was fast asleep on the floor beside us. We snacked on Swiss cheese, crackers, and other goodies. Mom said we could eat all the ice cream because the power might be off for days and it would melt anyway. Dad and I ate ice cream like we were kings on vacation. For hours, the wind made weird groaning sounds as if it was lost and trying to find its way. You could hear tree limbs breaking, and sometimes you could hear our wind chimes adding their tinkling sounds. Then Dad would say, I need to go and get those wind chimes. Should have brought them inside before this storm hit. And Mom would say, If you go outside, I go outside. Mom, let's all go outside and feel the strong wind. This would end all that talk until it was time for the chimes to play their next part in the wind concert, and the conversation would take place again, almost word for word. When the quiet returned, we heard chirping outside our kitchen window, and we knew Buford was gone. The sun was beginning to show its light, so we went outside, looked our house over, and found no damage. There were branches, leaves, and twigs all over our yard, but nothing to get excited about. And we thank the Lord for that. Chapter 3. The Unthinkable That morning, people were out and about looking to see what Buford had done. Some areas were wrecked by a strong winds, and other areas were untouched. Unfortunately, the wind had lifted the roof to the auto parts store off 
and it was down the street looking like a hat that had been blown off someone's head. Inside the store, the faithful safe was still standing in the same place, but its door was wide open. The gentle giant was empty. The metal box Dad had put in the safe was gone, and no one could blame that on Buford. Mr. Nasser and Dad contacted the people who had brought their valuables to the store for safekeeping. It was not easy to tell them the safe had been robbed and the things they were trying to protect had been stolen. Dad and I went to Jennings' house to tell her. She was a kind lady, and I really liked her. She was very sad to learn her rabbit had been taken from the safe. Dad asked if she wanted him to pray for the rabbit, and she said, please do. So in Jennings' kitchen, my dad prayed that the rabbit be found safe and sound.